0: Of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, a local sports bar we love. The ACO has shut down their entire side street, created an enormous outdoor space called the Town Gardens, and they filled that space with tables and huge TVs and their full complement of excellent food. It's big, it's comfortable, it's a great spot to watch the NFL, the baseball playoffs, and Warriors games with other fans while still staying safe. I love this spot. I love their food. I love their space. I love their TVs. The Athletic Club is now our go-to spot to watch all sports, especially the Warriors, and we hope you'll join us there. In fact, if I see anyone at the ACO in a huddle shirt, beer on me. The Athletic Club, Oakland, where sports fans can be sports fans again. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in. Boys, not with me, Bram. No Marcus or MT today, but I'm fired up to announce, rejoining me after hell of long, a Golden State specialist for the San Jose Merck, a sports columnist for the East Bay Times, and a personality on KNBA's Airways, and a guy who may or may not have been kicked out of a bar for public displays of affection, Mr... Dieter Kurtenbach what's going on Dieter
1: (laughs) oh I forgot I told you guys that story that's a good one um yeah
0: Uh, (laughs) one of my favorites one of my favorites and I won't drag you back down it instead I'm gonna give you a couple admissions here admission number one (laughs) isn't to you you know it it's to the audience so this is like my fifth open I have no idea why but I fucked up the open with you to to begin this so I'm a little sweaty and awkward to start (laughs) it and then uh Two, and maybe these things are interrelated. I'm a little new to the video podcast game. This is literally yeah. the second one we've ever done. So I need your opinion. I have much nicer headphones, like these big fancy headphones, mm-hmm. but I decided that the AirPod makes me look way cooler. I mean, like kind of more it approachable. Cool. Okay, that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. Like, what did you think? Like when I first popped on,
1: were you impressed? I deliberately chose AirPods as well today. I got a whole like rig, and there's a you know, big studio quality microphone and these massive Sony headphones that I've had forever and have like refurbed in a DSLR camera here. And I'm just like, open the iPad AirPods. I'm going to look so cool. So I'm, a, I'm along with the lines of what you're throwing down. I, I think that, uh, I think that's
0: the play. You know, we got to keep it loose. You got to keep it fun the second you popped on, I thought to myself, look at how cool Dieter looks. I mean, my God, and now I know why. It's very clearly, it's, it's I get the AirPods. That about
1: once a, I get that about once a year, so thank
0: you. Well, nice. I mean, just nicely done, man. We have uh, huge things to talk about the Warriors. We're coming off of one of the most satisfying regular season wins that I can remember. But you've had a few uh, active days on social media, we'll call it. Yeah. And that'd be crazy yeah. not to at least jump down this rabbit hole with you for a little bit. So uh-huh. this week, in fact, just yesterday, you uh, released an article entitled Steph Curry and the Warriors are winning the breakup with Kevin Durant. And in response, Kevin Durant himself (laughs) apparently liked a few tweets that took shots at your article. So here are the responses that KD literally liked.
1: And before we get into this, let me just be very clear. I saw almost none of this. So the way that I found out that I suppose, I mean, in theory, the world was imploding around me. I mean, I was just working on the garbage disposal. Um, but the way that I found out was people texting me and then also me opening up my timeline and people just just talking about me, not like at me, just like talking about me, like on my timeline. And, I, you know, listen, there's a level of narcissism that goes along with all okay. of this line of work. But like, it took me a minute to realize that's weird. Why are people talking about Dieter that way?
0: (laughs) Do you get nervous, dude? What's your personality type? You see that because for me, I'd see it. My first thing would be I'd like it. You know, all news is good news, that kind of thing, any kind of publicity. And then I'd get nervous about it. You know, I'd I'd feel off center if other people were talking about me. How did it hit you?
1: It's such a fine line. Now, listen, I I am uh, fortunate that Kevin Durant and I have done this little song and dance a couple of times now. Um, The first time around, I remember vividly I was dropping my now wife off down in San Jose for like a girl's thing. Uh, And this started to happen. I just sat in the parking lot and like tried to tweet through it, which was a mistake. Um, And by the way, that was also when I was seeing all this stuff. Coming across the timeline And you know people that I don't know And don't care and half of them are probably Durant burners or bots from Russia Or something Uh, it's funny how those things Get intertwined Uh, uh, Miguel Prokhorov That's why I brought him to the Nets No um, it's uh, (laughs) It was was, That was the first time around It wasn't it, it was a very stressful Thing it messed me up for a while It was toxic For no good reason And I think that's the goal, right? Like that's the goal of Kevin Durant doing the passive aggressive thing. Like he has my phone, like he knows how to reach me. If he really had an issue, he can reach out like a man or he could at me. Um, He is a professional athlete, one of the most famous people in America, if not the planet. And he wants to do some teenage backdoor nonsense. Uh, But again, we've just done this rodeo a couple of times where I'm critical of him. I feel like I'm the only one who seems to be critical of them. Oftentimes. Uh, I feel my criticism is more than valid. Uh, You chose Kyrie Irving over Steph Curry. Great job. Um, And, and instead of letting it go off his back or, you know, engaging both of those options, very viable. You know, I'm not one to say you can't engage with somebody who's, who's picking on you or whatever, Uh, he does this sort of in between thing, So that's where I was kind of at yesterday where it's like, one, I now deliberately don't see 90% of this stuff. If I don't follow you on Twitter or you don't follow me on Twitter, I don't see anything that you say unless I go searching for it. Why would I care? Like you're not an audience member. And I have made a very clear distinction that I don't care what you think yet. No, that doesn't mean I don't add people and stuff, but I don't care what you think yet. So I didn't see any of this, you know, KD stand one nine nine twelve forty two coming through on my timeline. And but yeah, it's just a fine line, right? Like it's it's somewhat interesting. It's like, oh, I'm glad that people are engaging with the topic. I'm not I don't expect everyone to like it. I probably expect most people to dislike it. It was a pretty bold stance that I took. And uh, I was very happy with the outcome of the game last night because that could have gone very differently for your boy. But it, it just, it went overboard so fast. By the time I even got engaged with it in any way, it, it, it had clearly just it gone off deep sure. And then it's like, this is um, unbecoming for all parties involved, including myself, where it's like, uh, I can't get this thing back on the rails in a million years. Like, let's just call it what it is and ignore I'm- it.
0: Unbecoming should be the title of this podcast. And I love most of what you just said, with the exception <laughs> of, if you think you're yeah. the only person shithousing Durant, it makes me feel like you're not listening to this podcast, which we don't. No, 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 don't no, have no, 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 about. no, I no. Mean, right. that's okay. No, you
1: know, Brian, that's a great point. That is totally fair. And listen, I, I got plenty of people who reached out um, in direct manners uh, who... I actually (laughs) care about their opinion. And a couple of people are like, nah, I thought that was a cheap shot. And I kind of said my thing. And they're like, okay, well, you know, listen, it's not as if he's unfounded in his logic or his argument. I can be wrong. I'm an opinionist. Like, of course, I'm going to be wrong sometimes. Um, And then there are other people who were super about it. But when you deal with it, and this this is, I think, a big issue in the NBA, particularly right now, and it's affecting all sports. I think it's already ruined European soccer. People being fans of just one player, there is an inherent toxicity to that, especially when that player bounces around and um, just, and especially when that player is extremely online because people just go to bat for this guy for no logical. I mean, I didn't see a good explanation as to where I was wrong uh, other than, oh, the Nets are figuring it out. I don't hear anything today, Um, but it's just this going to bat. And it's, I guess, just a bunch of people wanting to be part of something for that day in this age of loneliness. I, that's the best explanation I have left. But a lot of people with new accounts really uh, really got their t- first Twitter experience the other day, which I found interesting.
0: People who, <laughs> people who only root for a player as opposed to the team. I don't trust. Yeah. It's like people who drive three-wheel motorcycles. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah, Why no. the hell would you no. do that? It doesn't make get any get sense a small car. Yeah, exactly right. Or a two-wheeled motorcycle. I mean, pick one. This makes no call. But let me read you these things. Get a couple of quick reactions, and then we'll get out of here. So, (laughs) to to reset us. Yes, Dieter sorry. authored an article which was phenomenal. KD instead of coming back to you directly in any way likes mm-hmm. the following tweets. Here's one. Oh boy. This this isn't even bitter. It's acrid for absolutely zero reason than to spin another sensationalist headline. Next one. Mm-hmm. Warriors media sucks. Next one. God, you are so lame. So those are that's not KD actually tweeting. Those are yeah. tweets that KD enjoyed. Here's my first right. follow up for you. All right. First in admission. Mm-hmm. I am not above chasing clicks, Dieter, in any way, no. shape, or form. I mean, like, no. I will—I'll do an entire episode if I. Think Isn't we'll that the entire up. premise okay, of? That's a line exactly of work. right. That's sure. what it is we're trying to do. So here's my first question for you: When yep. you wrote that article, Steph Curry mm-hmm. and the Warriors are winning the breakup with Kevin Durant, was that for clicks or is it an opinion that you actually hold?
1: Well, it's absolutely an opinion that I hold. It just so happens that it got a bunch of clicks. <laughs> okay. um, my job is to write things that engage an audience. With thoughts that are my own. I have never, not once, and and I have been very strong about this. I've been very lucky in the places that I have worked to, and I've been hardcore. I'm not going to write something I don't believe. Now, is everything that I've ever written, you know, vetted 14 different ways? And no, sometimes I'm going off the cuff, but I, I believe that. I am, there's not a day that I take off from, you know, educating myself and talking to people. Like, I, I just, I find the, I found it really interesting yesterday. I don't want to go full like sports media critique here. How few people understand what my fucking job is. Yep. Yep. My job is to have an opinion yep. on Bay Area sports and to share it via the written word and other mediums like this one. And I had that opinion. I've had that opinion for a couple of weeks now. And I told my editor about it which, cause I was like, this one might, this one might go sour. This one, this one has a weird twinge to it. I just want to make sure that we're all on board with this one because I had a feeling that Kevin Durant was going to find it. That, that legitimately in my gut on Monday at about noon, before I sat down to write it, I said, yeah, Katie ain't going to like this one. And <laughs> I told my editor about it and he goes, listen, man, it's, it's, that's a good, that's a good thing. Get in, get out. Don't try to expand on it too much. Like that's a take. It's a solid take. Don't overdo it. Just come in, lay it, lay it down. As you just told it to me, get the hell out of there. Cause I can go on as evidenced for hours on the same topic, extrapolating in a million different directions to where it sort of gets diluted. Um, I went down to Levi stadium to cover the the 49ers game <laughs> Remember when that happened this week and uh, right beforehand I said, okay, I'm just going to sit down and write this thing instead of waiting until after the game on Tuesday to like see what happens and then kind (laughs) of piggyback if the Warriors win. And I I honestly didn't think anyone was going to read it. I thought that it was just going to get drowned out in a sea of, you know, most of our traffic comes from Google and subscribers. So the subscribers are there. Uh, Google is fickle. Uh, I I just thought it would get drowned out in the sea of warriors, Kevin Durant, SEO. And, um, I guess it kind of did until it didn't. So it, uh, (laughs) yeah, I, I I do, I do find it inherently hilarious though. Like, did you write it for clicks? No, I wanted no one to read what I wrote. (laughs) That's, that's a really, that's a really good idea for me maintaining my job. Um, there was nothing slanderous. There was nothing in in any way, I actually haven't heard from my editor in a couple of days. (laughs) We last talked before I wrote it. Uh, Nobody was upset about it at KMBR, as far as I can tell. Uh, No one was upset about it at the Merck. The only person who seemed upset was Kevin Durant. And uh, I was told that he was going to have 50 points on Tuesday night. And I'm wondering when the other points are going to come.
0: I mean, you know what struck me about the criticism you received, especially after going through the article? From what I can tell, the people who gave you shit didn't fucking read it. Well, I know they
1: didn't. Yeah, I I mean, like. I can see who read it and who didn't. I, I know who didn't.
0: The one thing
1: 90, that, that, 94% percent didn't.
0: That's exactly right. Okay, there you go. Because the the one criticism I've seen over and over thrown towards you is, look, the Warriors weren't going anywhere for the last two years. Brooklyn was in Correct. the playoffs. Why weren't you paying attention? Really, that was the four, fourth paragraph. You acknowledge it. That's exactly right. <laughs> you you literally <laughs> used the phrase they blew a lead, and the whole yes. conceit of the article is winning this breakup means who's closest to a title. It's not yes, who sir. made the playoffs. It's not who had success mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Who mm-hmm. is adjacent to actually being a title contender and i don't think right. anybody can hark you after watching last night which one of after these two teams night. is a little bit closer you happen to be ahead of that game right i mean you you were that's a day the that's the,
1: that's the ball the game right came. that's the but that's the shtick I mean, yeah. if i did that afterwards how how interesting is that
0: yeah well that's oh, what i plan really on doing today do you... <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's, that's all i got i didn't have this no, opinion no, no. Like, that's... what i will be doing now
1: I mean, but like, that's cool. But like, if you have an opinion, you think it put your neck out there. People are so afraid to share what they actually think. And listen, there are a lot. And and, and again, this is to be very clear. I know that the line between somebody who's a beat writer and a columnist is kind of getting blurred by the day, right? Like I'll put out some news every now and again. And, uh, and certainly, you know, we ask for the opinion of beat writers often because they're there every day. And so Sometimes they'll have analysis pieces or whatever. It, it gets pretty blurry. But my job is to, I mean, the, the first line in my job description is have an opinion. Sports opinionist. And it's not very much fun if you're reacting all the time. Sometimes you got to put your neck out there. And again, I'm very happy with the outcome of the game. That could have gone extremely poorly. You thought you thought my morning was interesting on on Twitter.com. My my evening was going to be fascinating uh, had the had the Nets won that game and probably still be going on at this juncture but listen it's also to the point where we've seen what the warriors are doing and i had watched enough nets games i'd probably watched seven or eight of them this year they just looked off and i don't think that they have that top gear that they presume that they have they have durant um but the weight that he was carrying i watched the game that they played against the pelicans the pelicans suck they're terrible And James Harden and Kevin Durant had to basically beat them by themselves that night and almost didn't pull it off. And we're supposed to pretend that this is some juggernaut. Oh, they'll figure it out. Well, let me know when Kyrie Irving comes back. Let me know when Blake Griffin actually has NBA legs. Let me know when the market's Aldridge isn't a liability. Let me know when all of these role players that they have that are supposedly capable of of giving them quality minutes provide those quality minutes. This is a a top-heavy team. Um, that, that doesn't have, in my opinion, good coaching whatsoever As much as I like Steve Nash from his time with the Warriors, maybe somebody with a little bit of a heavier hand would be needed in that situation, as opposed to sort of a guy who's just, uh, let's feel good about it. Kumbaya every, all the time. It's, um, it just, it just seems to me as if the Warriors, are a much better situation and the vibes that they have are, are off the charts right now. And I can only imagine how they're feeling after I haven't texted with anybody today, but I can only imagine how they're feeling after that win.
0: Ironically, Steve Nash agrees with you. He was quoted right after the game saying that they're nowhere close to being in the Warriors League. So, you know, whether or not he's the right guy there, he's certainly the right guy for this discussion. Let me put a a (laughs) bow on this, all right? So imagine you had to bet something, uh, some amount that is significant Mm -hmm. to you, a mortgage payment, a rent payment, you know, a car payment, whatever it was. If you had to put down that amount of money on who is going to win a title next, Steph Curry versus Kevin Durant, where's your money go?
1: It's probably Kevin Durant.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, that's a fucking shocking ending. What do you mean, dear? I can't believe this is where it went.
1: Let me me tell you, but it's not going to be in Brooklyn. Um, It's my my stance, and this is part of the conceit of the original article. There's a frustration. So when people say, oh, you're like a bitter, scorn lover, there's no question a little bit of a frustration. Because if you go back a couple of weeks when the Warriors lost to Memphis, my column after that game, and I'd been sitting on it for a minute, and I know the season's young, but there's only so much we can talk about without going deep into the minutiae, which I try to do, but um, ultimately isn't going to get the clicks that that people. No one wants to read about that right now. We're not even 20 games in. Um, you know, I do have to serve an audience, and the audience needs to be stuff. You know, it has to be stuff that people actually want to read instead of you know, let's break down Damian Lee's four jump shots tonight. And um, the conceit of that Memphis article was. This team is incredible. They're fantastic. They're going to be cult heroes. Um, 50 wins is almost assured at this juncture, which that's, that's a step. 60 wins feels like possible, which is, which is wild to me. But even in a Western conference that is underwhelming to say the least with a Lakers team, that is a joke. I mean, you want to talk about the Nets being a joke, the Lakers take it to a whole other level Uh, a Clippers team that is not yet whole And a bunch of other teams that the Warriors can absolutely kick the ass of. I'm concerned that the Warriors don't have that dude. That dude, like a Kevin Durant, and I know there's only about three or four of them. A dude who can just give you a bucket off of the dribble as a wing in isolation situations in the crunchiest of crunch time moments. And we saw that against Memphis. You can argue that we we saw it in their second loss this year uh, against Charlotte. It, It was... It's tough. I mean, you have to have that dude. The last 10 NBA Finals MVPs have been wings. Andre Iguodala served as somewhat of an exception, but he knocked down damn near every shot he took in that series. And let's be real, either Steph, who would have broken that 10-year streak, or LeBron James should have been the Finals MVP in 2015. Uh, Andre, as much money as I made at the time betting that, uh, I I don't think that he was the, the worthy the worthy holder of that trophy is great and incredible as Andre Iguodala is uh, we, we can be real about that half a decade, more than half a decade later. Um, Durant is one of those dudes. He's, he's <laughs> I, I can't think of a guy in the history of the NBA who can just put a bucket on your head the same way that Kevin Durant does. He's Larry Bird and Michael Jordan and four inches longer, you know, all combined. And so uh, while the Warriors team is so much better than this Nets team, Right now, and I think that will continue in the future as Kaminga develops, as Wiseman comes through, as more and more guys want to join up with the Warriors now that they're seeing that good times are here again. Having that dude really does feel like a separating factor. So if I had to to lean one way, I'm going to go with the dude. I'm going to go with the guy who can give you that bucket. But I know that the team around him isn't going to do him any favors, and they're going to have to blow that thing up and do it three different ways. Uh, if they're going to win a title in Brooklyn, because what they have right now with Harden and, and uh, MIA Irving is not, is not passable at all. So maybe he goes to Miami. Well, I don't know. But um, fifty one forty nine Durant on that one. Sorry, it's not, it's not a very sexy answer, but it, it is ultimately true.
0: Dieter, you and I have established enough of a relationship where I don't mind telling you. As cool as you looked with those AirPods as you were giving me that answer, I kind of hated you. <laughs> I didn't think this was where it was going to go in any way. I, in fact, if you don't mind, if you can give me a couple minutes, I'm going to create yeah. five or six burner accounts and then just house cool. you on Twitter as much as I can. You know, and pretend like I you probably don't
1: won't anything. see it. Just let me let me know so I can follow him first of so all. <laughs> well, actually if you
0: don't, it. I'll I'll bring you back on the podcast and I'll read them to you so to make sure that uh, <laughs> That's to do ultimately yeah. here. Let's move to our uh, our first warrior centric segment here. Um, What it is called is the glass half full. And the idea is pretty easy, man. What we do is we look back on uh, the last week of Warriors basketball. I would Mm -hmm. imagine this one's going to be pretty Brooklyn heavy, but we pull out things that we like and we don't like uh, about that recent stretch. To give you some time to think, I'll fire off first here. And I'm going to start with some things I liked almost everything that went into that Brooklyn win. Um, I liked Incredible. the big things, right? The offense, the ball movement, the triangle in two, which I didn't even know was a thing and couldn't probably have <laughs> recognized it. But I loved how it confused the shit out of Brooklyn. Um, yeah. And I love the small things too. I loved Iggy and Wiggins three to end the quarters. I loved Kuminga tossing the shit out of Harden's oh. layup. I loved Harden and Katie sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. looking like Debo had just stolen their bike as, you know, as Steph... <laughs> <laughs> goes out and steals their arena from them. So I'll start there. That's yeah. one of the things I liked about Recent Hoop. What do you got? Mm-hmm.
1: I, I've loved what I've seen from Otto Porter as of late. Uh, I know that the box score isn't going to necessarily recognize it, but I feel like he came in so comfortable. And and that was incredible. And he's just kind of a spot up guy. He can give you a little bit of versatility on defense, but I love the way he's putting the ball on the floor as of late. um, The Kaminga thing, I don't think that we can talk enough about it. Um, My goodness. Uh, There's something special happening there. And I'm almost a little bit concerned because it's so much development so fast. It almost feels uncomfortable. The Warriors have never been in this kind of a position, at least in the, the, quote-unquote dynastic era, the Steve Kerr era. Dig in Um, here.
0: I want to hear more about this because I've been feeling guilty about how optimistic I am Mm -hmm. this early. So explore this for me. Why is it okay to to already (laughs) shower praise on this guy?
1: He's an impact player. He's an impact player at 19 years old. He's an impact player on both sides of the court. Um, That's not normal. It's just not normal. And listen, when you see Jonathan Kaminga in person, it's wildly evident that he's a man right and you can't say that about a lot i mean evan mobley i know is out for the cavaliers and the warriors will play the cavaliers here probably for some of you they'll already have played but like evan mobley has been incredible as a really tremendous for the cleveland cavaliers you also uh want him to add about 30 pounds and you know uh just you just want him to eat at mcdonald's all the time he just doesn't look like a full-grown man yet he's an incredible incredible athlete and his defensive prowess has been off the chain for Kaminga to come in and listen it was shaky in the preseason and let's be honest the first time that steve kind of tossed him in there i think porter had the the night off um it was uh, not ideal it was it was you know oh that's what the rookie looks like but he was giving him some juice it was something happening there and then the next game it was very calm and collected and a great athleticism. And he fit right in with the system. And then the next game, they're like, put him on Kevin Durant for a couple of series right. and see what happens. And you're like, it's been three games. He shouldn't be able to go from guy who shouldn't be on the floor, but they're going to try it out because why not to now? Like, should he be playing 30 minutes a night? Like right. it's what it feels like. So um, I, 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 he is a frightening athlete. I can't even find a comp physically because, you know, uh, Andrew Wiggins is a, upper 1% athlete in the NBA in terms of his ability to just do crazy things on the floor. And Jonathan Kaminga is clearly in a whole other class and uh, upper 1% of upper 1% because he's got a couple of inches and at least 25, 30 pounds on what, on what Wiggins has and the stuff that he's doing above the rim. It's graceful. Um, When him and Wiseman are out there, it might not be, you know, the most professional basketball, I don't know how you're supposed to keep up with athletes like that.
0: Right, And
1: it's it's really tremendous, especially, you know, right now, it's kind of the salad days once again. You think about the Warriors as they progress further along on this timeline. There's obviously a good deal of skepticism and well-earned about the Warriors trying to have their cake and eat it too, winning and developing. They weren't able to do either of them really the last two years. But Jordan Poole coming through. And I think he just needs to keep chucking. It's something that I honestly haven't been you know, thrilled with as of late, but he's got the confidence he's going to keep coming through. Him having, him having some success last year sort of jump-started something. The way they changed the coaching staff sort of jump-started something. It feels as if they're actually developing and winning at the same time. We know they're winning. It feels like they're developing as well. And as Steph and Draymond and certainly Andre and Clay, are just getting a little longer in the tooth. And, you know, Lose a quarter of a step, a half a step. It does feel as if these guys are on a path to down the line, being able to take over. And that's just so exciting. It's been three games, but it's not normal for a player like Jonathan Kaminga, his age, with his experience level, to just be this polished, to just learn this fast. At this
0: speed, that's exactly right. That's jarring. to. to, jarring. uh, piggyback on your takes. Wiggins is an athletic marvel. There's a reason he went number one. There's a reason Mm -hmm. we called him Maple Jordan. There's a reason we followed him from Canada to Kansas to Minnesota. I mean, the whole nine yards, right? hundred percent. You put him next to Kaminga. He looks like a junior high Player. I mean, just physicality yeah. because of, of how huge Kaminga is. And then as far as the yeah. accelerated progress from Kaminga, literally in three games, just as you put, it went from, oh, I'm kind of excited to see him. You know, oh, isn't that cute? He's getting a big dunk. Yes. He's getting a big rebound too. Yeah. Don't take a bow. for him. You know, like, yeah. let's, let's like, no, we can actually capitalize on this guy. And if, if yes. that's the kind of upward trajectory, we're not only getting early, but getting in big games – I believe yeah. in this dude's future, man. Uh, I'll I give you something not. else: some some petty shit uh, that hopefully Good. you can join me with. Yeah, clearly, I, clearly,
1: like, I'm in on petty it, shit. It, yeah. it feels like
0: it's right up your alley. Um, and unfortunately, it's at the expense of KD. But I love this idea. So KD's never said it, but I don't feel like you have to be a psychologist to guess that at least mm-hmm. one of the reasons he left the West Coast and went across the country to Brooklyn, is he is tired of Steph Shadow. He, he wanted his own mm-hmm. team. He wanted his of own course. fan base. He wanted his own spotlight. Well, right. Now that he's there, you know, you had to sit out of here because he was hurt. Now that he's there right. and he's finally on this catapulted team in his building and Steph <laughs> comes in, who gets the MVP chance? Who right. gets the standing ovations? Who gets who gets that spotlight? And so just from like a movie angle, if you're Kevin Durant and that's what you're hoping <laughs> for and this is what goes down, he'll never admit it. But what a nightmare. If that's me, I would hate Steph internally. It, it would It would absolutely bother me in a way that would be hard to express. The problem is no one can hate
1: Steph. That, that's the real problem. Um, I, listen, there's also the aspect it, along those lines of, like you added James Harden. Like, there's one guy who's a mortal enemy of the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> and you brought him in. Uh, I I could understand the you know he seems like a nice enough guy and you know kind of kind of funky, but you know, aren't we all? And he's obviously a great basketball player, though he was much better when he was able to cheat the game on a nightly basis, like. It's uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he tried to create sort of the Bizarro Warriors, like Kyrie is right. sort of the Bizarro Steph, and then uh, I'm not really sure. I guess Harden is the Bizarro Draymond. I mean, that's some Bizarro stuff uh, because Draymond is the ultimate winner and Harden is the ultimate loser. Uh, and and then I guess I don't know. KD and Clay doesn't even you know one guy just couldn't couldn't be less involved with. Anything that anyone's saying about him and Katie couldn't be more online all the time. And uh, yeah, I just I just feel like it's two teams going in different directions. But uh, I, I, I kind of feel for him in some regard in the sense of, you know, he thought he was going to start his own thing and take over New York. Turns out the Knicks can be like aggressively average and still be the top team by a landslide. Turns out he's not even on New York's second favorite team. Uh, that would be the Golden State Warriors. So, I, you know, it's like, oh, that was a that was a bad bet. I mean, I don't even know how many Boston Celtics expats there are, but they, they might even push the Nets down to fourth.
0: I really wish I'd come up with that line, New York's second favorite team. It kind of bothers me that you did. And I'll also throw down, I love the idea of Harden being Golden State's mortal enemy, although he's a mortal enemy in the way like Gargamel was a mortal enemy to the Smurfs. <laughs> like, yeah, they're against us, but he's never won. You know, like there's never just won. no
1: success on that he's side. The Washington, he's the Washington Generals of basketball yes.
0: players. Okay, that's right. And I'll, I will use that as a transition to things I don't. Dieter, I don't like watching Harden play basketball. I still no? don't, even when he's losing. No. And it it's this kind of thing of like... I think I can handle it the annoyance right you know it's right. like having somebody talk to me and like a baby voice or something where like, I, I I can tolerate it for a while. And I'm like, no, I'll just, I'll just let it happen. And then somewhere along the line, it reads critical mass. And it just makes me furious. Same yeah. thing, watching him last night, the combination of his fucking beard, the way he plays, even though he's not getting the calls anymore, he continues to annoy me. So if I'm going to pull out something I don't like from a recent yeah. stretch of warriors basketball, it was watching Mr. Harden, even though he lost.
1: I can give you two things. I didn't like Steve Kerr's defensive centric lineup at the end of the Charlotte game. I thought Ooh. that that line, I thought that that situation, I understand I, I'm not knocking it. It's a long season who gives a damn if they lose a game, but like it was pretty obvious that the defense wasn't going to fix the problem. Like it wasn't as if Charlotte was doing awesome stuff in the half court and that became nope. a half court game. They needed to get a, a shooter on there. No one loves Kavan Looney more than me. I understand why Kavan Looney's on the floor for defensive purposes. Let's maybe use the timeout, get, you know, sure. Lee or pool. And I know that those guys were chucking and bricking all night, but Steph needed one other dude that he could trust out on the floor. You don't like two missed free
0: throws game. to end the game. That wasn't what you're hoping for from Looney or no,
1: no. I mean, even, even so just it, it's uh, it, it was, I thought that that was Steve kind of going to the default and his default is always going to sure. be put the best defense out there. Yeah. I don't disagree with it because this team has the best defense in the NBA, bar none, right now. But um, when you're going up against a Miles Bridges who's just spectacular, and you got Lamelo being able to create off the dribble like few, and and Terry Rozier waking up like, hey, how about we make sure that Steph isn't getting triple teamed, and and and, you know you're actually scoring points. It was the same thing that we saw in the Memphis game, albeit against a defense that was significantly worse, um, though much better because Kelly Oubre wasn't out there just bringing down everyone's collective IQ. And then the other thing that I'm not loving, and I I do have to caveat this by saying I want him to keep doing what he's doing is Jordan Poole's just ability to make buckets. It's gone non-existent. I don't know if he's forcing it because it doesn't really feel like anything in his game is forced. I like the mid range. I like how he's going to the line. Um, But he is ice cold from beyond the arc. And this is not like a a new thing where you just go, Oh, we'll bounce back. He's been ice cold since like game two. So uh, a little bit concerning there. Uh, appreciate though that you know he, he's trying on defense. He's not going to be a good defender, but he's giving you he's giving you some juice there. He was a positive player last night for sure yep. against the Nets. And uh, I really do appreciate that. Okay, it's not going for me from distance. I'm going to go to the lane. I know he's it's a three point shooting league, yeah. but like I'm going to get my buckets no matter what because that's my responsibility on this team. I'd like to see it, the shots go down before Clay comes back. That would just be an ideal situation. That. So we yeah. come in at a nice even level.
0: And similarly, I wouldn't mind some consistency out of Damian Lee. Um, I understand that he's yeah. hurt. And, you know, I mean, it is what it is. And we can't have our expectations too high with him. Yeah. But he's been frustrating me a little bit. Yeah. Let me give you another burst of optimism. Although if I'm being honest, nice. man, I'm stealing this one from you too. And I'm stealing yeah. it from your Twitter account because you've been Excellent. nice enough to shoot out uh, multiple clips. <laughs> I love that Stephen A. Smith is on our side now. Steph Curry, bust their living. You know what? The crowd was chanting MVP. He was having a blast at at Kevin Durant's expense. And that's the dude that Kevin Durant could have stayed with because the Warriors certainly wasn't going to let him go. And he left that for this across the river. It's just I'm so sad. It's hard to put into words how I feel. I just tried. So like after yeah, watching, what the fuck happened? I don't know, I don't know, and I don't even want to question it. You know what I mean? But like, oh, yeah, after watching Joe Clutch Joe Lakers really working
1: that luxury. Good for him.
0: If, whatever checks he's sending him keeps it. After yeah. watching Clutch Media, basically blow LeBron via ESPN mm-hmm. for years, you know, yep. and and only literally, watching and they had a that, whole
1: state media show.
0: Okay, the, the watching watching that happen has done nothing but frustrate me. Now having our own Crier at the top of the mountain, you know, having yeah. Stephen A. Smith come on a national TV show and scream to anyone who will listen that the Warriors are back and the current title contenders. I loved it. So, you know, another yeah. upside of recent history.
1: I, well, listen, uh, Stephen A. Smith is deliberately contentious. Uh, I don't necessarily even engage with most of his takes. Um, I like to come up with my own. Um, and, and you know, it's kind of one of those things you just, you, you don't want to look at the score before you watch a game, you DVR sort of a thing because it'll just seep in. What I do listen for when i do you know partake in stephen a and i tweeted out a couple of clips today is mainly a big fuck you to everybody who's yelling fuck you to me yesterday but uh it was um the like way it, that the way that he speaks is inc- i mean what a gifted orator i yeah. mean oh my god uh i'm glad that sort of the american conscious uh, whatever the hell that's worth the zeitgeist of the day uh in this sort of mainstream free society we live in I'm so happy that uh, we've all sort of come around on Stephen A. Smith as truly one of the most gifted broadcasters of our time, because uh, you could try to play that. I don't I don't know. how. There's nobody else on the planet who's even close to that level of uh Interesting to watch speak.
0: (laughs) Even if I didn't understand what he was saying, if he was giving his takes in a different language and all I could, I could uh, consume was his vocal inflections and how he pauses, or how he uses his hands when he speaks. Yeah. All of that is top notch. I mean, he's he's good at what he does. There's absolutely no question about it.
1: I'll say this. As someone who does a four-hour radio show, it might be exhausting to have that level going all the time. But he is perfect for the social media age where you never see more than about five to six minutes of anybody. Yeah, Because it's like, oh, man, that is a tasty morsel. And then (laughs) you can just consume a bunch of five to six. Oh, my God. What else? what a dude. Nice Here's guy, too. I've actually I've actually always enjoyed my time with Stephen
0: Nicks. I'd like to say the same. In fact, I'm just going to lie to you. I've never met him, but I'll tell you that the times we have met, again, we haven't. We've gotten along really well. We're, <laughs> we're basically best friends. I don't know if he's ever mentioned me to you, but it you know, yeah. is what it is. Here's a uh, a random question I hadn't planned on asking you, but you, mm-hmm. you got it out of me with the DVR take. So right. I taped any of these East Coast games, man. I, I work in the city. I generally work right. till five. So if they start at 430, right. I got to tape them. So last night, it's a big game. And I'm anticipating texts from friends and I almost reach out preemptively. Hey, tape delay, you know, don't hit me up. But then I think, Dieter, that that's kind of pompous. You know, like what, what I am no. inferring is like, hey, I know you guys are going to want to talk to me, but don't do it now. So is that an acceptable move? The don't shoot me a text, even though they haven't told me that they were going to. It's
1: It's a little tricky. It's a little tricky. I've done this. I'm a big Liverpool fan in, in the premier league and uh, my buddies and I, because we're all old and washed uh, send texts at like six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and um, there will be a lot of like, Hey, you know, this, or Hey, that, and uh, especially with like a Liverpool game. That's on it. Like starting at four thirty. way back in the day, you know, when they were all on, you know, regular domestic cable, I was DVR and I would call it the, so- the cone of solitude. Yeah. Like I'm in the cone. I like that. Don't okay. tell me what's happening because I'm going to go ride my bike for 90 minutes because yeah. it's really easy to ride a, a stationary bike when everybody's just running all the time. <laughs> that's like a weird <laughs> mental leg connection thing. Um, but I, I don't have a problem with doing the cone of solitude. I will say that it will probably come off as pompous, but yeah. okay, seeing that's as that's about. already right. sort of my shtick. I yeah, just kind of lean our,
0: our so. stick. And which is what, well, you know, and I felt really good and throw it towards you, Peter. let's go to the five golden questions. This is our version Wonderful. of the mailbag. They all come from listeners. They occasionally get personal. <laughs> I have seen this one and it does get personal. Oh, Although good. I lied to you a little bit because this first one comes from Bram in Oakland to me quote after last night, are the yeah. lawyers the title favorites in your opinion?
1: No, no. Um, we're not we're not deep enough into the season for that to be the case we don't know what clay looks like coming back if clay comes back and is as good as everybody that i talk to says he's going to be i'm not talking like the level of hyperbole is jarring for me um so (laughs) doesn't that make you
0: feel they're the favorites who would you pick above them
1: i need to i need to see that because it is the expectations versus the reality seem very off kilter. And I just don't, I, I, I've spent a lot of time betting sports. There are just certain things that red flag. This one's a red flag. I don't doubt for a half second that Clay Thompson is going to come back and be a, a rock solid player for the Golden State Warriors. I, I'm not in any way saying that there's going to be a problem there. What I am saying is you, as I mentioned earlier with the Durant thing, they don't have that dude. Clay Thompson. Bless him, one of the greatest players of all time should have been on the seventy-five list. Blah blah blah. Um, Clay Thompson dribbles once for free throws. Like he is not the dude who's going to put it on the floor and get you an isolation bucket. He is a catch and shoot master, the greatest to ever do it. So he's not going to change that paradigm for the Warriors. Uh, and you want so somebody my, from the wing
0: spot, and because Steph can do that, but you're saying they need a small forward or somebody in the front court who well, can get. I
1: there. mean, let's 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 be real. We've we've seen Steph in that role, and there's a reason they went out and got Kevin Durant.
0: But he's changed. That's unfair. He's a different player now than he was when they lost that that game seven to LeBron, and they and they literally couldn't get a shot up. Here, let me yeah. change it. Let me change it, and, and put it this way, then <laughs> put it this just, way. And You tell me I where need I'm.
1: To, going. Uh, well, let me let me let me let me finish my thing. Sorry. Uh, the Clippers are not complete. The Clippers have two guys, one inarguably, two arguably, who can do what it is I think needs to be done on the court. I think they're a pretty well-rounded team as well. They strike me as the top contender in the Western conference if they actualize, if they actualize, and that's a big if the Brooklyn Nets have the ability. If they actualize that's a bigger, if to take it to another level, the Milwaukee bucks have been dicking around all year, but when they turn it on, they are spectacular. Um, But if the Clippers never actualize, the Warriors are the best team in the Western Conference other than the possibility of that squad. So that's just seven games that they need to figure out the back end. It's a long ways away. But the the, title favorites, no. In the mix, absolutely. And that is a big jump from where I was even 10 10 days ago.
0: I see where you're coming from, and we're actually not too far away from one another. So I'll put it this way no more humble pussyfooting around secret confidence. You know, like I, when yeah. they started off hot, we all mm-hmm. kind of said, well, they haven't played anybody, you know? And then they started playing the Chicago's and beating the Charlotte's of the world. And I feel like internally <laughs> yeah. we believed in them, but nobody was screaming from the mountaintop with the exception mm-hmm. of my best friend, Stephen A. Smith, that they were, that they were contenders. <laughs> but I am ready now, Dieter. I am ready. Yeah. And it's not that I'm guaranteeing a title, you know? it's It's only no, no, no. the possibilities that I see with this team. Even if play doesn't actualize, when I look at the rest of the league, with the exception of Milwaukee, because they've been dealing with enough injuries where it's hard to really see who that team could be. But Mm -hmm. with the exception of them, there's nobody else. There's no other team I've seen where I think, you know what? Warriors can't beat them. And as an unabashed homer, for as long Mm -hmm. as I can say that, then let's go, man. Title contenders, all, you know, maybe not favorites, but certainly right right there. 100%
1: 100% title contenders. We just got to remember that we are a seventh of the way through the season, an eighth of the way through the are you season. You trying to make like, me cry,
0: Dieter? You can let me have this this ridiculous. No, no, no. No
1: one, no one. It's not even remotely close to ridiculous. They're the best team in the NBA right Let's now. Let's go. They don't have. They don't really have a peer in that regard. That's right. I, I would. I, I'm very interested in, in Christmas Day against the Phoenix Suns. They're playing better basketball. I was fascinated in last night's game. That's a. That's a. Not a very good team, but they certainly have one truly great player and another one who if he wants to show up and be about 20 pounds lighter can be an MVP. Um, There's this, the the biggest issue that I have right now is that the NBA maybe this is the best thing the Warriors have going for them is that the NBA is so flat. It is so difficult to figure out if there's, I don't know if there's a truly great team in the NBA right now. And after years and we lived it of, clearly having a juggernaut it is strange to be in this space last year it was supposed to be Brooklyn that never really came to be. We don't the Lakers we never really came right. to be last year. they got their Mickey Mouse championship and then they kind of all fell apart. It, it is strange to be in a place where anybody could um, but the Warriors with their ability to play defense the way that they've played defense, With the theory that Wiseman, Kaminga, and Thompson will augment that defense and take their offense to at least another click. With the way Steph Curry is playing, with the way Andrew Wiggins checks in more often, I think now, he's never going to be that guy that I really want him to be that would take the Warriors on his back and win a championship. But he's checking in more often, in my estimation. Um, With the depth that they have, the ball movement, Maybe it's 2015 all over again, but don't forget how harrowing the 2015 playoffs. were.
0: Don't forget. I
1: mean, that that was tough goings.
0: Of course. No, it was a nightmare. And and (laughs) both sides of Wiggins. Um, Yes. I love who Wiggins has become this year. But when you were saying, look, my concern is that they don't have a wing who can get to the rack. Mm -hmm. What I wanted to scream back to you is Wiggins. But every time I want to call him that dude, he takes a contested 19 footer. You know, or he I don't, disappears here's the long stretch I
1: don't, I don't even mind the contested 19-footer. I just don't have confidence that he is going to knock it down. And he has given us no reason to believe that he'll ever knock it down. He just takes the, the, that 19-footer because he has some sort of fixation, a conniption. <laughs> it's just this thing that he has to do twice a game for no good reason. And yeah. it's another – when Kevin Durant comes down, dribbles it twice, and then drops one on your head, that's a contested shot but he's Kevin Durant when, you know, when Middleton did it last year, it was still Chris Middleton. Yeah. And then you get Giannis just dunking it on four dudes at one time when Devin Booker does it, it's a different thing. The Warriors have the operator. They have the defensive ace. They just don't have the go-to bucket getter when that's a half court game. As we saw 2016 game seven for a full half, a half court game, if not the entire game, it is slow. You can make a diamond between them, butt cheeks, who is going to just rise and fire? They just
0: don't it's, have that team. It's how they lost the uh, the seventh game against Cleveland, yeah, you know, and exactly. what I would hope, and we'll find out, what I would hope yeah. that their version of that is going to be their half-court offense, is the ball movement, is getting cuts yeah. to the club, you know, is is changing the dynamic. Hopefully with their offense – they right. don't need a body made by basketball scientists who can score someone like <laughs> right. Kevin Durant, you know what I mean? But, but right. you're not wrong to say it. And what you've answered is another question. This one came from Patreon Noah, a guy mm-hmm. who s- supports us rather on Patreon. He asked outside of health, what is this team's biggest obstacle in their path to a title? You answered it I'll I'll add another one, although it's a weird thing. So yeah. I couldn't be more excited about Clay's return. I love Clay. Yeah. I can't wait to watch him. I'm worried about how they incorporate him back in. Um, oh, really? This, well, I mean, we'll see. This team, their ball movement, their um, the way that these pieces are currently fitting together is so seamless and is <laughs> going to get more and more seamless as the season progresses. If Clay comes back in January or whatever it is, and we are so used to him being an immediate and important cog, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a transition period. And I I mean, maybe worried is the wrong way to put it. I'll put it this way. If I'm going to call them title favorites, and one of the reasons I think they should be in that conversation is Clay, to achieve that, they got to figure out exactly what role – clay is going to play and exactly who he's going to be those are questions i'm not positive uh you know of their answers yet so yeah there's, there's a little bit of a transition we still got to get through
1: i think that immediately tell by your facial
0: expressions i didn't really get you over on that i feel i mean like you gave no. me a couple of like half-hearted maybe i agree but not really facial expressions where am i
1: here? i actually i just don't agree flat out yeah, i'll just be yeah that's, I, I, I appreciate you saying. I don't disagree with that being something that you can be worried about. It's not like off base or anything, but just given the practicality of bringing him back in, it's going to have to be a limited role to begin with. They can't just go 40 minutes. Go. I mean, it's just not how it works. So he'll be Damian Lee to start. And then he'll this be is Jordan why I'm Moore. worried
0: that we're not going to really get a chance to why see we what he does into the playoffs. You know, I mean, oh, then- I,
1: think, I think it will ramp up sooner. I think that part of the reason that they're waiting so long is so that they can, When he finally does get in there, it isn't this long drawn out adjustment period. Now it's going to be weeks, maybe a couple of months, but I think by the time we get to like real basketball crunch time, like March one, uh, I think that that clay is going to be 30 minutes a game, sort of a guy.
0: I could tell you who agreed with me when I talked to him about this. It was last night over like yeah. a 45-minute phone conversation. Stephen A. Smith. We were pretty close on it, <laughs> and and he, he really good. You don't mind if we re-record this, and this time you're like, "Bram, that's a genius take," and and like not nah, like <laughs> really enthusiastically. They might just lie okay. for me. You know? I, guess, I don't mind. I guess- that.
1: I'll, I'll text Stephen A. Smith. We'll see if he returns it for the first time ever, and uh, and we'll, we'll we'll just try to get the name dropped. We'll just try to get uh, the huddle dropped on first take
0: tomorrow morning. Here is another question I've got for you. Quote: Now that we're back to strength and numbers, how well do you think the team would do if either Steph or Dre got injured?
1: It, it would it would be uh, it would be jarring. <laughs> uh, the, I saw that one uh, when you put out the call when you, you put the signal up, and Part of me, and this is very recent, this is just a recency bias thing, but part of me was so enamored with what Draymond did against the Nets last night yeah. that I, I I entertained the notion that losing Draymond would be more difficult than losing. I was going to say the
0: exact same thing. I, I thought I was going to zag with this, Oh, but you're not going gonna- to. Did you just yeah, set it, me up to say that, and now you're going to tell me yeah. it's not right? Oh, you bastard! Well, you I mean, can, you, you,
1: no, you can convince me off this point because Steph is so much of the offense. What is cool about the Warriors this year, more than anything else, though, is that they haven't needed Steph. Now, a lot right. of that has to do with schedule. There you go. Um, I believe they are undefeated when he scores fewer than thirty points. Uh, that's exactly that was right. certainly not the case okay, last you're year. You're
0: stealing all my points here, Dieter. I mean, that's exactly oh, what I was mean, going to throw out
1: here. This is why this is why we do show prep, but uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, the, the Draymond thing is is, is what, what he's doing on the defensive end is next level. It's truly next level. Uh, and him being sort of a facsimile of a of a guy who can protect the rim, getting out on the perimeter. I mean, you can't play a triangle in two unless Draymond Green is directing it. Um, I think that either one of those guys, it would be a, a – a good, a good deal of time on the struggle bus. Now they get some wins because they're deep and it's quality last year. It was a, an immediate death sentence, right? Like you just knew, Oh, well, I guess they're dead. I guess they just don't win these games. Um, maybe they'll sneak out one against the magic if they're lucky, but uh, in, this year they can, they can maybe manage 500 would be absolutely incredible, but it would, this, this is how the NBA works, man. Unless you are, I guess of the course. Clippers, you just don't make it much. If you're missing one of your two best players.
0: If either Steph or Dre go down, they drop three or four levels. I mean, they're they're, they're no longer contenders. Yeah. They're I mean, they're, they're not in the conversation. That's, it's too, that's
1: two all-stars. That's an MVP defensive player of the year right now and two all-stars. And we really need to start pounding <laughs> the Draymond Green as an all-star thing down people's throats because it's obvious to us. I don't think the outside world understands
0: I'm ready to call him a depoy. And I will say, yeah. although it doesn't necessarily matter, but in the context of this conversation and what I was going to try to sell you on as far as which would hurt the Warriors more, the the Warriors offense takes a giant hit without Steph yeah. but I think their defense takes an even nastier hit without Draymond I think that they could yeah. co- cobble together some pieces still you know be able to score generally speaking maybe lean on on Kerr's system but without Draymond on the defensive end without that linchpin I feel like most of the success yeah. we're seeing we're going to lose which is which is there's what I was going to try to sell you
1: there's an equivalency i a long time for a long time called Draymond, the Steph Curry of defense in that he changed the way the entire game is played. And you saw this last night with Brooklyn, right? They just switched everything. Well, it didn't work out great for them because they didn't have (laughs) personnel, but like that, that was not the norm. Like people didn't switch everything until Draymond green and the warriors started doing it. And let's be honest, they started doing it a little bit under Mark Jackson. Uh, And then Steve Kerr took it to a whole other level. And now the entire game is switch everything and shoot a bunch of three point shots, three pointers or Steph switch. Everything is Draymond. Um, I I'll, uh, the, I want to say Draymond so bad. I want to give Draymond more props for what's happening this year. Uh, Steph is getting all the love. He deserves every ounce of it. I, I just want to make sure that Draymond's getting, getting that respect that he so greatly deserves for coming through and playing at just maybe his best level ever. But uh, Steph is the offensive system, as Steve Kerr said last night. It, it all works around Steph. It's great that the Warriors are able to keep their head above water now with Steph off the floor. 48 minutes of that would look ugly as hell, as you alluded to. I still, I don't know if Draymond Green is quite to the full level of saturation when it comes to being the system. I still think that Steve Kerr, with his junk drawer defenses, can figure out a way to make it happen, especially with Wiggins and Iguodala. I, I think that they could... I think that they could hold hold their own a little bit better on the defensive side, though. Again, with Draymond that you also lose a, a good deal of offensive creation. But I guess with Steph, you're also losing a great defender now because, you know, the world's upside down.
0: I just like that. Unlike the uh, incorporating clay take, your face didn't scream. Bram, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And like, I mean, I'm going to let you say this, but I would immediately like you to stop. Talking last two questions, because I know I've kept you longer than I thought we were going to. I'm going back to the Katie thing just quickly. All right. So here's a tweet of mine. I threw this out here. um, Well, honestly to troll Katie a little bit, but also to get taken. So it it was a vote. Here's the actual tweet. Mm -hmm. quote: warrior fans, what are your current thoughts on Katie? Trey. And I added Katie um, so that he could, he could see what we were talking about. Here are the four options. Love. He won rings here. Anger. He bounced confusion. Why leave? Indifferent, who cares? All right. So here's my first question to you. Mm. Over under 50%, what do you think the response was for love? I mean, over 58%. 58 of of more than 700 votes, people said love. Um, over under 30 these, these guys are down bad. They're down bad. I don't so understand about, it.
1: These guys, there's a term that the children's use called a simp. And, uh, it's, uh, when basically you're just whipped, uh, you know, you got a girl and you just, you just, Oh, anything that she does is perfect. She'll treat you like shit. And everything that she does is great. Kevin Durant just had everybody, every, all 58% of those people just absolutely whip. Oh, I love them. Thank God. Thank you so much for what you did. Yeah. He, the banners are there. And then he decided I'm gone. This I'm better than this. That's what he decided. You're so, absolutely you know. right.
0: Also, I'm pretty sure we helped him get rings. Not it wasn't just a one-sided, yeah. you know, it, no, he won the finals go,
1: MVPs. It was all
0: him, nobody else. I guess so, man. All right. Anger over under 10%. What do you think? Under 2%. These 2%. Percent. These, simps,
1: these simps are out of control. I, I honestly I have could, some damn self-respect warriors. I could
0: fans. not believe that. I couldn't believe it. If you had asked me what the responses were going to be, I would mm-hmm. have said love, but like. 30%. I mean, I, I didn't think right. that it was going to be an overwhelming favorite. And I certainly yeah. thought we would beat 5% on anger. Here's our final question, man. And it's our <laughs> personal one. All right. Yeah. So quote, that loss must have been one of the most embarrassing regular season losses of Harden's career. What is mm. the worst loss you have ever suffered? So, I'm going to keep this in the sporting arena. All right. I I mean, I've got a thousand losses outside of sports, but I'll I'll talk about sports and give you a chance to kind of look back and think on it. Yeah. Fine. I mean, I've had a thousand losses in, uh, in sports as well, but the one that comes to mind, so I I played basketball throughout school, including in junior high. And when I was in eighth grade, man, we made this tournament called the Guy Guy Right Tournament. I remember thinking it was like the NC2A. Nothing's ever made me feel more important. We show up and we got the shit kicked. And we lost by like, I don't know, dude, like 55. And we were down so badly that as I was sitting there as an eighth grader, my then coach got up and left the bench, Dieter. He left us there for the final three minutes. You know, and it's like, I, I remember thinking, like, the adult is out. Like, what are we supposed to do now? Like, what happens? I kept looking back. Great
1: leadership thinking, like, there.
0: Should we all just leave? But they pulled a Kevin is, Durant. You know, great call. And I actually did a Twitter photo and most um, people love that coach. But we don't have to go down that hole. What I what I can tell you is, it was such a scarring loss, and I won't admit to you how long ago it was because right. I am old no, Don't say, don't, do you know, don't do it. Don't six, do it. Six a.m. tweets as well. But uh, right. that's the one that sticks out. It continues to scar me. So it is my my guy right tournament loss way the hell back when. For you, what's the worst loss you've ever suffered on a uh, on in a sporting event?
1: I was on a lot of teams that got their ass kicked. That's for sure. <laughs> None of those were scarring. So like one of the big things that I like to talk about on the radio and I try to write about it as often as I can, are expectations versus reality sure. and how that frames more or less everything that goes on in life and every massive football or baseball loss. Like we knew we were about to get our ass kicked. Like there was no false confidence about that. Uh, it was lambs to the slaughter and so those don't hurt. I don't, I don't have something that's awesome. I do have like, there's a bit of trauma and I'm trying to remember some of the details right now um, that are more specific, but I, for some reason I thought it a good idea (laughs) in a baseball game, standing on third to try to steal home to win the game. Oh, that's aggressive. (laughs) It did not, it did not work out. Um, (laughs) Was it close? Part of the, it was exceptionally close. Part of the conceit was that the catcher was a little bitty guy and uh, I was much larger. We had a lefty on the mound and he was just not even looking my way because I was a Clydesdale. And I just go, I can just get there. And if the ball's there, this was pre-buster Posey. Going right through him. or you know, I, I, Yeah, I could just go right through this guy. And uh, all of those things happened. Uh, I walked about halfway there, and then I just went. Um, I was so slow that they were able to get the ball home with a, a fair bit of uh, a fair bit of speed. And the catcher uh, was coming out of his crouch, and <laughs> I laid one hell of a hit on this dude. He goes tumbling two or three times over, but he held on to the goddamn ball, and we lost the game. <laughs> And I just remember vividly thinking, like, you of all people thought you should steal home to win the game, or a tie. I guess it was tie the game, and uh, you didn't. You lost it, and you know the one thing that you thought, well, you know, my my fallback is that I'll just hit the shit out of them, and the ball will pop out. And that little fucker kept on kept on holding on to the ball. Final out. Peter, was it, that
0: it? Yeah. Was that literally the championship? I mean, that was the third out of the inning.
1: It, it, it was a playoff game. <laughs> it was a playoff game. I mean, shit, at uh, least you had I the was, balls to I, do I, it, man. I just, I, I, I'm trying to remember who was at the goddamn plate because clearly I had very little confidence that that guy was going <laughs> to drive me home. That's all I can remember. But I do remember <laughs> the third base coach of the team, and I, I got the face in my head but I couldn't remember his name for the life of me. It'll all come back. I'll text you at like, you know, 1130 tonight, maybe like three o'clock in the morning, 6am. How about Um, 6am? Actually, I'm in the
0: cone of silence. So I don't know if that comes off as pompous, but that's what it is.
1: No, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll find it like four months from now and just randomly (laughs) text it to you. But uh, he was like, uh, I believe the line was good idea. Never fucking do that again. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well shit so abstractly or at least objectively from if we're comparing the two stories you got to the bottom of the ninth and third base before you had your failure i think we were down 20 in the first quarter and then my coach left me so i mean you know what i mean like you yours is better yours is the, better
1: i i mean listen we can go over you know the 59 to nothing drubbing where the clock started running at the <laughs> you know end of the first quarter uh or, you know, the, the quarterback that I had growing up where, you know, I was tasked with protecting a guy who took the snap, immediately freaked out every time and then fell forward for a yard. And that was our <laughs> offense. Um, it was, you know, we, we, could, we could go down the line. He's of, better. You know, okay, this, no, I appreciate this, that. Giving up what six home runs and seven batters because I didn't have my fastball. Like we could, we could go down the line. Those didn't feel as traumatizing because those were somewhat expected.
0: I understand. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah. But all all of those things also happened. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, looking back last admission for me and then let's find out where we can get more curtain back in our life but oh i love the yeah. idea that before we hit record on this i am pompous enough we're like okay gotta get the right headphones let's get the right microphone. Oh, yeah. and then when we hit record i shit the bed on the open like just those oh, your things you're, you're, just you're why are
1: you why are you beat yourself i'll never I'm get over that,
0: that. i wouldn't that's where the swing really that's, you've yeah, been that's,
1: per, you've been perfect up until this point that's the first time you've ever flubbed uh, no, 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 no. A thousand. That's thousand. what I'm saying. Who yeah. cares?
0: No, and I take all of them really hard. So, you know, this is this is one of the things I, I like to yeah.
1: just remember, you know, as bad as that was, at least you didn't try to steal home in the bottom of the ninth.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't get to third base. Otherwise, I probably fucking would have. Dieter, I love having you on. Much more importantly, yeah. I know I am not alone. Oh, on I'm coming up wanting way more curtain back in my life, man. For those <laughs> yeah. who need that, where do they go?
1: I guess you can go to my Twitter account. <laughs> it's liked by some <laughs> of the best. Um, <laughs> uh, at Dieter is probably the catch all. Um, I'm on from six to 10 uh, most weeknights on KMBR in San Francisco, 680 the uh, sports league and the cumulus station, which is something we have to say now. Uh, and if you are a subscriber to the East Bay times or the San Jose Mercury news or the Marin independent journal, or a variety of other newspapers uh, by Google, Uh, you want to talk about pompous my my google alert for my own name yesterday was sort of pretty wild and uh uh yeah your boy your boy was getting syndicated in some (laughs) spots and also aggregated and they had very different tones between the different you know the different two uh Oh, you got aggregated a stuff. thousand
0: times, man. I, when, I, when I looked up your, oh yeah. I typed in, uh, Curry is winning <laughs> the breakup with Durant. Yeah. There was like 10 other articles with essentially the exact same title with different authors attached, which yeah. is an interesting scenario.
1: A lot of people love that headline the day later. Yes, they did. No, they really did. CBS loved it. Yeah, no, it's just just so interesting. But fuck (laughs) me, Rick. Um, (laughs) God, I'm so happy they won that game. That would have been really bad. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, Twitter, Cambr, Mercury News. um, uh, And uh, I'm going to be a competitor to you here pretty soon. We're going to take over from our good friend Wes Goldberg. And uh, I'll hop on the Locked On Warriors podcast every now and again to make something happen there.
0: Wish you told me that before. I would have tried to kick you off way earlier. I wouldn't have given you. all Oh, yeah. That's why I saved
1: it. Again, bottom of the ninth, stealing home.
0: Nicely played. Although this time I dropped the ball. I think you actually did get this run. Yeah. Nice. Nicely done. (laughs) Indication. I am on a fucking roll. (laughs) There it is. I'm going to aggregate all your takes. I'm just telling you that right now. The second I'm going (laughs) to listen to everyone and aggregate. So long
1: as you you link, that is A-OK.
0: Yeah. No promises. We'll see how it goes uh, for us. You want to reach out to the huddle, let us know we've done a good job, bad job. Get us some questions, anything. Best way to do that is our email address, huddle at warriorshuddle.com. Um, if you want to check out our own Twitter account, we're at warriorshuddle and then maybe, I don't know, not most importantly, but if you want to check out this video podcast, see how Whoa. awesome Dieter and I look in our ear pods. I mean, the whole night yards. See facial expressions, literally <laughs> showing us how terrible my takes are. What you need to do is support us on Patreon. You can do that for as little as a dollar a month it means the world to us and we appreciate you with that in mind go warriors hopefully see you next week Good, good. You are in the Warriors huddle with me, Bram Nomericus, or MT today. fuck. Sorry, man. Jeez, I have been fucked up an open for hell of long.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96%